Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Well, so homeschooling has just like taken exploded. off. Just exploded the it past. It has. It's grown from like 2% to 11% of all school-aged kids are now homeschooled. It's huge. There are an awful lot of people who are brand new homeschoolers who basically watched their kids' Zoom classes from the public school system and said, surely we can do something that's more interesting than that. Yeah, seriously. And so... And so, I, th- I think when you decide to homeschool, mm-hmm. it's a difficult decision. It's It feels like you're launching off into space and do a new exploration to someplace no, nobody's ever been before because... For most of us, we weren't homeschooled, and so well, a lot. You know what? The, the, your your average family, the average child that goes through the school system, so much of their life is wrapped up and integrated with school. Yeah, you know that's where they that's where they meet everybody. That's where their activities are. That who sets their schedule. That really is pretty much the majority of their daily life rotates around the school. And when you say, okay, we're going to do something entirely different, that's a yeah, that sounds like a huge, you know, a huge unknown. And, and so we want to tell you, first of all, it's doable. We have been homeschooling more than 25 years. Yeah. And we've graduated six of our eight already. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you can do. That can feel harder, though, when you have unsupported family. And I mm-hmm. recognize a lot of people do because, you know, in the beginning, our families were like, what are you doing? Aren't mm-hmm. you going to put your kids in school? What if you ruin their lives? Well, and I know, like, we have friends who are African-American, and they said the decision for them was really tough with their families because, you know, their grandparents are saying, you know, we had to fight to get permission to go to the same schools with the white kids, and now you're walking away from it? You know, and and so, and and that's one of the, that's one of the communities where the growth has been the greatest. Oh, it's been massive, many multiples of what it is in, in other mm-hmm. communities. And yes, yeah, so you may be facing family that does not understand why you're right. doing what you're doing. Right. Or they may think, okay, well that's okay during this special time of COVID, mm-hmm. but you are going to put them back when this is over, aren't you? Well, I mean, bless her memory. Your grandmother went to her grave asking, aren't you ever going to let those children go to school? Yes. And I said, well, um, they've never been, <laughs> they don't have any desire to go. Uh, they're pretty yeah. happy doing what we're doing. No, no, we're we're not going to send them to school. That was impossible for her to understand. And so, okay. So, what do you do? Well, all right. Well, I think first thing is recognize this: that there is support out there. It's great yes. if your family is supportive, but you know, you really, you really ought to find some local homeschooling groups to get associated with. That, that help provide a peer group for your kids, that, you know, give a peer, peer group, group for, for, you. for the, the <laughs> mom or dad or whoever's doing the teaching. Yeah. You know, getting involved with the homeschooling community is a real lifesaver. That, yeah. That's a real help. So don't, don't play that short. Okay. Don't, don't downplay that. But, um, I think, I think one of the things is recognizing that there are some people who are just mean spirited, but you know, your parents, your Generally, your family really is concerned about you. They really do care. See, that's where I think you need to start. I think you need to remember, mm-hmm. 
you know what? They love me and they love my kids and mm -hmm. they don't want us to make a mistake. And, and, and if you have, if you have really mean spirited family, you know who they are, but it's not everybody. You know what I mean, so no. you can, you can kind of assume the best from the family, even if they are skeptical. Well, there's a couple of different ways you can handle this. If the questions are genuine and the concern is genuine, mm -hmm. you know, they just, they don't know about this. They didn't do it. They don't know anybody that did, that did it. And so they're thinking, oh my goodness, are my grandkids going to be okay? Then you answer their questions cheerfully and completely. And you explain, look, mom, you may not realize, but there are 5,000 families homeschooling in Wake County. You know? yeah. And no, she won't have realized that. You know, and she may not realize that there's a homeschool prom, there's a homeschool basketball team, there's a homeschool football team. You know, they've never heard of that stuff. And so for them, yeah, our elderly blind dog is bumbling around the room, knocking into things while we're talking. Y'all forgive her. She means well. <laughs> yeah, always the best intentions. Yes. But uh, they don't know those things, and so share them. And just tell them, don't get in a fight. Don't argue. Don't be angry. Just answer their questions. Now, well, and, and see, you know, you touched on something there. What, what is it that they are concerned about? You know, they're concerned, are our kids going to learn anything? Yeah. Okay. Are they going to have any friends? Will they be doing anything outside of the home? Or is it all going to be, you know, I think there's this little mental picture that some people have that when you, when you become a homeschooler, you climb down in your bunker and you seal the lid down on your family and they never see daylight again, which is ridiculous. It's not that way at all. No, it's not that way at all. But I think that somehow there's that little reflex that's whispering that at you. No, I'm forever thinking, no, we don't need to go do that. Let's not go do this because there's so many opportunities. No. But, but there are people, Hal, mm -hmm. who are rude, who want to argue with you and who argue with you every time. And it's stressful, especially when... You're already questioning your decision, wondering if you've made a bad mistake and maybe you've ruined your kids. Mm -hmm. First of all, you haven't ruined your kids. Okay. Um, no, and, and you know, one of the one of the pieces of advice we give to new homeschoolers is go ahead and commit to do this for a full year. Yes. You know, go ahead and say, okay, we're going to do third grade or whatever it is your child is in. We're going to do this whole year because it's... It takes you a little while to get into your groove and to get, you know, yeah, to, for your kids to, to get for your to kids speed. to figure out that they have to do it, even though just mom told them. And, and at the same time, um, it doesn't do the kids any good to, you know, snatch them out of the school system on Monday and then two weeks later you throw them back in because you're you're worried and you know that just disrupts the whole process for everybody. Right. So. Go ahead and make the commitment for to, a full year. For because, a full year. Because yeah. you know what? Most people who make it through an entire year of homeschooling never look back because they realize the incredible benefits academically, spiritually, as a family and your family relationships, so many benefits. And, and so And one of the benefits is we decided we're gonna do this for a full year. Stop. You know, and that yeah. and that's it. You've already made that decision and you're not gonna re examine it. You know, then you don't question yourself as much, I think. Yeah, and it, it does. It kind of takes that pressure off because you uh -huh. don't have to re-examine the decision every week. And in fact, you can tell your kid, your husband, your mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. mother-in-law, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that next summer. 
this is our decision for this year because mm-hmm. we want to give our child a consistent education this year. Right. And that's going to be our decision for now. We'll talk about it next summer. And you know what? Lots of times by summer, all those questions have been answered. The kids have friends. Mm-hmm. They, you've joined a homeschool group or a co-op and your kids have friends. You have friends. The, the kids are learning. They're excited about learning maybe for the first time. And they're sharing what they learned. And so a lot of times by the end of that, you know, the questions are going to go away. One great way yeah. to answer questions is to go to a homeschool conference. That will build your confidence and give you lots of practical help. It's also great for your in-laws and your and your parents oh, wow. because, you know. That was, that was a, a turning point for my mother, who was a career public school educator. And, you know, that was something that she, she was... She didn't want to interfere with our decisions, but she was really uncertain about why, you know, what we were doing and and how that was going to work. And the first time that she came to a a homeschooling convention with us and she's walking through there and she's seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of happy families and bright eyed kids. And she's seeing all of these incredible resources and books and, and audiovisual things and all the rest of that. She was she was just blown away. But I, I think it showed her, look, this isn't a, a dangerous little fringe group. This isn't a bunch of, you know, isolated oddballs out here. This is this is a movement of well-adjusted families. I will never forget. Mm-hmm. We had spent that first afternoon at the conference, and we're in the elevator on the way back to the room, and her mouth was hanging open. <laughs> she was just like, "Yeah." she said, I had no idea. She said, I, I was picturing a couple of dozen families in a church basement. And I told her, I said, I told you there were going to be 9,000 people here. Yeah. She said, yeah, I just didn't believe you. I don't know why. I don't think you're a liar, but I just didn't believe you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, just, it was just too much to deal with. Yeah, and yeah. so get them out to see the community. Invite your mother to come to one of the... One of your volleyball games, invite your, your mother-in-law to come to, to when the co-op does their presentations. You, you have to ask, but I know that some state conventions have a policy that grandparents can get in free. Oh, yeah. For exactly that reason. Yes. You know, for exactly that reason. So ask the question, you know, when you're going to your state convention. Okay. Now, I want to give them some help. Yes. For the person who just loves to argue with you. And everybody's got an uncle like that. Everybody's got an aunt or somebody yes. that you just know. I, here we go again. Here we go again. Some people take you answering their questions as you can be convinced and they want to argue with you. Mm-hmm. And you'll know who this is because you've had this discussion before. Mm-hmm. And so let me tell you what to do. They offer mm-hmm. their opinion and you say, thank you. I'll consider that. Mm-hmm. And stop talking. And then they will say something else and you say, thank you, I'll consider that. And don't say anything else. Because thank you, I'll consider that says, you know what, I heard you. I know you're concerned. I'm cons- I'm taking it seriously, but it's my decision. Right. And I'll decide that, not right now. And mm-hmm. if you refuse to engage them, they'll stop because it's no fun to argue with somebody who won't argue back. Well, and also the example we've given our kids growing up dealing with bullies and, you know, bullies come in different f- sizes and forms. But one of them is that <clears throat> in in the the chicken run, that the chickens will peck on the ones that are weaker. And, yeah. if you, and if you show yourself to be confident and pleasant and 
unafraid, then a lot of that bullying kind of gets damped down. You know, there's no yeah. point in teasing you if you don't rise to the bait. And so, so yeah, I mean, that's another, you know, another thing too. This, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go Can ahead, we discuss go ahead, go one ahead. more problem person? Sure, go ahead. The person who quizzes your kids. Mm-hmm. Now, often this causes them a problem because many homeschool kids love to show off what they know. And mm-hmm. so they quiz your kids and they have to beg them to stop. Right. But if you have a child who's a struggling learner, this can be really stressful and intimidating. Because they're asked to perform the situation where they're not comfortable, where they're anxious, and they may not be on grade level. That doesn't mean they won't always be behind grade level, but they'll catch up in their own time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have one that didn't learn to read till he was 11, severely dyslexic, but now he's a college graduate and a great career that earns six figures. Yeah. And so yeah. how do you handle that, though? One thing you can do is teach your kids to say something like, "Oh." It's not school time. Do I have to do school right now? Now, I don't generally encourage my children to whine, but this yeah. is a great time to whine because no mm-hmm. kid wants to be have a pop quiz when, during Christmas break. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's perfectly okay to coach the witness here. You know, yes. if, if, if your kids are going to get cross-examined, it's perfectly all right to tell them, okay, now look, you know, Aunt Susan is going to ask you, what grade are you in? Now yes. that's kind of, in a way, a lot of people mean how old are you? Yes. But, but you can tell anybody that asks if it's your aunt or your grandmother or if it's the lady at the checkout counter at, at the store, you can say, "Oh, I'm in the fourth grade." But mom, we're using the fifth grade math book and the third grade vocabulary. That's okay because what okay. they're really asking is how old you are. They're kind, of, yeah. And so that that's. That's a good stock answer. And it's okay to give them, to coach them on some things like that. You know, to say, well, what are you, what are you learning in school? Okay, here are some answers that you can give. Yes. Because if they, if they get hit by these questions, you know, flat footed, they'll, sometimes they'll go blank and say, I don't know. Yeah. Do you like to, do you like to read? I don't know. Yeah. And prepare them with an answer. Like, what's your favorite subject? Prepare them so they know how to answer that question. Uh And. What do you love about homeschooling? And prepare them so they don't say, I don't have to do anything. Because you know that's not true. Right. But that seems to be what kids will pop out with. Also, prepare them with an answer to what do you hate about homeschooling? And here's a great answer. People quizzing me about school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. So, so you know, there's a... Um, I went to a seminar by... Uh, a, a political organization that was talking about organizing campaigns and working in political movements of different sorts. And, and one of the little rules they gave us was you don't have to kick every dog that barks. And that's really important. You know, you don't have to convince everybody doesn't have to agree with you. Nobody has to agree it's with you. It's not their decision. It's not their decision. It's not their lives. It's not their kids. Yeah. You know, and, and you, if you have just made a decision uh, in the sight of God, to the for the benefit of your family, you know, then you can just stand on that. And if they if they agree with you, great. And if they don't agree with you, well, okay. All Everybody's right. got an opinion. And, I'm sure you know, they're doing things you don't agree with either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, that other people's the same kind of things when you're dealing with other homeschoolers. You say, you know what? They're using the curriculum they're using for reasons that are different than our yeah. decision, and that's, that's fine. That's okay. That's fine. We don't all have to do the same thing. We don't all have to parent the same way. 
Mm-mm. You know, this is within the bounds of God's commandments. Right. We have a lot of liberty. And so let them be them and let, and they need to let you be you. And, and let me encourage you that a lot of the early skepticism will go away. You know, as our, as our family and our friends' families, as our kids grew up, as they found out what bright, intelligent, well-socialized, easy-to-get-along-with-kids we had, yeah. they became advocates of homeschooling, and they started encouraging their friends. You know, I, I remember um, when one of your mom's friends came to her and said, oh, my word, my son has decided to homeschool like Hal. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, you know, actually, it's going to be good. I think you're going to really like it. And, find, and her friend said, do you think we might have homeschooled if, if that had been a thing when we had kids? That's when you know you got even one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it, so give it time. Give them time to get adjusted. Recognize that this is not something super unusual or very weird. 11% of all school-age kids are currently homeschooled. That means if you got nine kids in Sunday school class, one of them is probably being homeschooled. That, at that's least. more than are in private schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so this is this is less weird than going to a private school. Right. And so, you know, as we said, consider that they probably have your best interests at heart, but it's not their decision. It's not their problem. Yep. And so you can stand in the confidence that God's given you and, and say, hey, we've made a choice. We've made a decision. And... We may consider it again sometime in the future, but for right now, we want to give our kids a stable educational environment. Yeah. And um, thank you for your concern. Stick to your guns. Yep. And give them time. Remember that they love right. you. Mm-hmm. So, and don't forget to get the support you need. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't, if your family's not into homeschooling, or even if they are, you need local homeschool friends. You need to find a local support group. You need to find friends that are homeschooling. Because, you know, some days are hard. And you need to be sitting outside band, homeschool band, waiting for your kids. And and when someone says, wow, my kids have been like maniacs this week. And you realize, so have mine. And somebody says, yeah, you know, I think it's because it's rained all week and they didn't get, any, they didn't get to go outside. And you go, oh, mm. it's not that I'm a failure. It's that my kids have cabin fever. <laughs> Yeah, it's the weather. It's it's the weather. Nobody nobody can do anything about the weather. So yeah, yeah. and so you just need the perspective that having home, other homeschoolers in your life will give you. You need the perspective of having older homeschoolers that you can look and say, "Okay, look, she's doing high school. I can do high school too." So get that support. And you know what? Since you mentioned support, where do you find support? I tell you what, easy answer. Go to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association website, hslda.org, and they have a list of state organizations where you can go find who is the predominant state organization in your area, and then you go to them and say, hey, I'm looking for a support group in our town or our county or whatever. They can connect you up. Yeah, all state organizations keep lists of the support groups around their state, Mm -hmm. and that's a great way to find out what's available in your area. And you know what? There's hardly an area in the world that you can't find a homeschool support group anymore. And about conventions, we're going to be speaking at several a this bunch year. Of them. We're going to be speaking at 
the Teach Them Diligently conventions in Round Rock, Texas, and in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. At HAV in Virginia, FPEA in, Flo- F-P-E-A in Florida, mm-hmm. Patch in Illinois, mm-hmm. Ocean Network in Oregon, um, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so we look forward to seeing you there. Come up and speak to us. And Hal, it's time for us to go. It is. So look, thank you for joining us. We hope that it's been encouraging and helpful. And until the next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.